0: And welcome to the Patches In podcast, my name is Dom And yeah, so it seems like it's just a solo podcast for this week Um, The guys were unfortunately a wee bit busy uh, for our usual scheduled Friday recording So we didn't want to leave you just empty handed for like the week So we decided, I decided, you know, let's maybe try something a wee bit different I know Hamish has done, you know, a few in the past when me and Hugh were away Let's, Let's see how this goes Yeah, let's just go through the news, there's been a lot of, uh interesting news, that's like one of my favourite words to say, Uh, involving like the Xbox Series X you've also got like Sony backing down from closing the Vita and Playstation store, but we'll we'll go into more detail with that and what I've been up to for the last week. So um, my week has been a bit Oh, All over the place, Um, there's been some major changes at work. I think when the last time we were talking, I was saying that my boss ended up getting a new job with another company and, you know, all the best of luck to him. He was a great boss. He was a a good guy and, you know, he definitely deserves more credit than he did with uh, our current workplace, I would say. But it's kind of left us with, you know, missing that leadership there. And I feel like I've had to step up a bit, which has been, you know, it's not like I've never had to do that before, but... In a corporate world, it's a bit different from when you know you've just basically been handed the keys because no one else will do it. So. It's been it's been intense sometimes. It's been difficult, but you can only do so much and you shouldn't really let anything like that stress you out. I'm generally such a I'm, you know, quite a laid back guy, but when it comes down to like proper business I'll be as thorough as I can be. I can be as serious as it needs to be. You can only do so much what you can be handed. If you can't if you're not trained properly to do something, there's no point of like worrying about it. You'd be like, Well, I tried, you know, and that's the best you can do. So yeah, it's weird now going into this world where everything is reopening. Hopefully the next time we get to do a podcast as well, you'll get here as well, not you know, having a slight delay or having any issue with like audio. Well I know we've had a few hiccups recently, but you know maybe that's just a sign that they're just we can just go to someone's house and <laughs> maybe get this recorded and you know be in each other's presence and we can, you know, throw stuff at you. You know, in the good old days. So for this week of gaming, um I've actually just been streaming a lot which has Great. Well I say streaming a lot. I streamed for two days, but I've been streaming consistently with it. Yeah, so I was talking last week with the boys, I was trying to decide what game to do and I just had a hankering just to play Undertale and I decided, you know what? It's one of my favourite games, I'm just gonna do it. And yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with that. It's been it's been fun just putting on voices for characters or like, you know, asking the chat if they want any sort of character um to have a certain voice. I was trying like Tommy Wiseau for uh, Alphys and then I suddenly sort of started speaking like Christopher Walken and, you know, Macho Man, Steve Austin and all these other sort of other voices that you could put on for somebody. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, and it's, that game holds up so well. There's like, there's easily so much to a game that you can have that replayability. You have that undertone that you can go explore. I mean, you can do it in Cliff Notes or you can go and discover it yourself which that's what i like about it you can get so much from the game just by playing it but if you wanted to find out a bit more of the allure of the story or what does the gaster cannon mean or what's in sans room you could go out your way to find that out you can do that or you can just play the game um, as a pacifist or uh, the genocide or you can just have your own sort of ending which is why I think I've, I even said it was like one of my favorite games to play. That's what's the vers. It's a such a versatile game. The soundtrack's just ah, uh, you know, it came out on Spotify I think last year or yeah, I think it was just before the start of lockdown. and um, they had that. Um, they launched the Undertale soundtrack on it, so it's all the one that's played for that. And then the reason why I started playing it again, I think you maybe said it on the last uh, podcast, it was that they had a orchestra that basically redid a Japanese orchestra, should I say, that redid all of the Undertale soundtrack, and it was amazing like even just like little interludes like it was insane like someone you know you, you must be very proud to have like your music just like composed in a orchestra format and have it sounding so big and huge and beautiful. Oh. Um, if you are wanting to look for it it's actually under it as the Undertale 5th anniversary concert on the Undertale official YouTube so it does last about three and a bit hours. There's even like wee nods to the introduction of the YouTube video uh, made by like Toby Fox himself. And um, funnily enough, like Toby Fox likes to do a lot of strange work. Like he did an entrance for a wrestler called Kenny Omega. He did like an Undertale intro to like a feud that he was having, and he had like his own music done in the Undertale style, and the wrestler came out dressed up as an Undertale character. So that was like a that was a big deal because the Japanese market for Undertale for like a you know a game that's not Japanese to be fully translated for a Japanese audience that's a that's a big deal. And I know Hamish was having a lot of fun on the stream as well because when we were playing it at Patches and Gaming, if you look at that Twitch.tv slash Patches and Gaming, um, Hamish had only just done like a one route. He just did. The neutral one So when I was playing it I was playing it through As pacifist But I did the neutral ending Just so we had like you know All the endings done Uh, He didn't There was a lot of things That he hadn't seen Because he just sort of went Killing everything um, But not killing it In the way in genocide So it it was He was like This is actually very charming This is very different From what I had And I'm like Well yeah There's many ways of doing this Like if you you really want to be an evil son of a bitch, you need to do genocide and yeah, it's they make you feel bad, you know, you're going to have a bad time. Um, but to other games, yeah, I've still been playing Pac-Man. Uh, that's just not as not as good as Tetris, um, you know, sorry to report, I've just kind of not been playing it as much. I don't know, maybe if it's just because I've just been back at work or that. I've not really had time, but I put it through just to lack of like pulling. I'm not like a huge Pac-Man fan. I know who Pac-Man is and I played a bunch of Pac-Man games, but... You know, you just eat pills and eat ghosts, and you are like, it's, you know, Tetris has a little bit of skill, just a little bit, you know, Hamish will say otherwise, but has a little bit of skill, and the music's banging, Pac-Man is generally, you know, you just hear waka waka, and a lot of pills getting chomped, and ghosts going away, there's not much to it, well, the Xbox game was great for it, the Pac-Man Championship Edition. That one, like, came out on the 360, or it was on the arcade, when it had, like, the cool, crazy colours, and the anytime you ate the ghosts, they sort of jumped out the screen, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm not sure what else you can get. I'm sure I must have came out on PlayStation and all that as well, but I remember playing that for a good while. Um, but, yeah, I, I can't think of any, you know, it's not as charming, I don't think, as Tetris. I mean, Tetris had Tetris Effect, which which I really enjoyed and I've shown a few people that and I heard it's amazing in VR so if you haven't played that I'd highly suggest playing that I've not had a chance to play it in VR but I can imagine what it would be like the music for it goes along with the beats when you're putting the blocks down uh, and it sort of vibrates with the controller so you get that sort of Feedback from any time that the music's playing So you stay on time So you have that flow You have that connection with it It's one of the best looking Tetris games And I get to talk about this quite a lot Without Hamish sighing And going Oh it's just fucking blocks mate But You know He can't stop me Well the only thing he can do Is if he decides to edit this Which he won't Because you know I'm the one that only does the editing You know Well that's a lie Hamish did the last one It's generally Hugh who doesn't He's a dick And he won't hear this Because he doesn't listen to our podcasts (laughs) So also this week, um, I actually ended up watching uh, some movies as well. I ended up finally getting a chance to watch Thank You For Smoking. I've been told that I'd really like this movie um, from Angie. She says it's one of her favourite movies. It's one of those kind of stylistic, like the way, or everything about it, the way it's sort of uh, shot is, it's crazy. The director's like most famous for, I think it's Juno's his biggest hit. I didn't mind you know, but then, like, you know, you can feel like he's got the same sort of cast that he gets. He's got, like, um, J.K. Simmons in it. Yeah, he's got some similar cast choice that he uses in most of his films. Like, Thank You For Smoking has, like, a great cast. It's it's really strange to see a few actors that are there that are, um, you know, playing characters before they play characters in other movies, if you know what I mean. I it's know a, it's, a, it's a weird sentence to say. Aaron Eckhart, who is Two Face in the Batman movies, is like playing across like um oh, what is her name? Uh, Katie Holmes, and she was in like Batman Begins, I'm sure. So it was like very bizarre seeing those two in character, uh, those two characters, well, those two actors, as I say play these uh, different characters here. There's also, you know, a whole load of cast. Sam Elliott plays like a a character that used to be, well, do you know what, I'm jumping way ahead here. So the movie is basically about a lobbyist whose job it is to say, do you know what, like he's a, you know, he's a spokesperson for a big tobacco company and he's taking like, you know, he's wanting, he's not directly telling you, you know, it's okay to smoke or smoking's good for you. It just makes it seem like, you know, there's far worse things than smoking. It's more like arguing to nail a draw or arguing to the fact to prove that you're wrong. There's a great example of it that um Angie was saying to us, it's like the ice cream argument. And I'm not going to, you know, I would butcher it if I'm going to say it out, so I'm not going to say it, but I do suggest that if you, um if you can YouTube that, that's what the movie sort of the tone is for the movie. It's what, you know, just because, you know, you're right, I'm just going to argue till you're wrong. And it's not just for me, it's the people that are going to, you know, look at you and go, well, you're obviously you're wrong. You know, this guy's just argued a lot better. And, you know, as a lobbyist, you know, you're obviously getting paid by other companies, you know, to say the positive things about them. You know, it's got a lot of funny moments in it. There's a, there's a few characters that are, you know, just a bit, over the top, like Rob Lowe's character, he plays like a, a guy that's obsessed with uh, Japanese culture, um, there's Sam Elliott, uh, and most people know him from like his deep voice, um, he was recently on a few uh, TV shows or car commercials, but he plays a character that used to be a smoking spokesperson, uh, but ended up getting lung cancer and the guys didn't, you know, didn't help him out. It they can go down a wee dark road for that, but they you know, they sprinkle a bit of humour or like, what would you, what would you do if this was this, the hand that you were dealt with? What would, would you, you know, this, you know, there's a situation that happens with him and it's like, what would you do in that situation? And it's like, okay, that's his job to, Aaron Erkert's job to go in and get him to pick this certain way to go. But that certain way to go isn't what, you know, is the best way to go, you know, from a morally good standpoint. So, and he agrees, he's like, this isn't, no, this isn't the right way, this is what I would do, but It's not up to me It's up to you So he's very persuasive It's a very cool movie as well Like It's the way it's shot The transitions are great Just the feel of the movie And you would think something like Thank you for smoking You know It's clearly like A satire on The lobbyist American Sort of culture What they have there It's like Yeah the best thing Is uh, you know You can argue to a draw Or argue to make the other person look bad And as long as you You know Have the Confidence Or you have the talk or you have You're just a great You're a great communicator You're a great speaker And as long as you've got that You can make it anywhere You can, you know You can just talk absolute bullshit And get away with it Not like me You know, I talk absolute bullshit And most people just like Go, yeah, he's doesn't know where he's going There's a lot of ums and ahs in his sentence uh, You can f- watch Thank you for smoking Actually on Disney Plus On the stars section So if you do have like a spare night That you would like to watch something like that I would say, yeah Have a, have a wee watch of that It's A lot of style A lot of great moments A lot of thinking moments And uh, J.K. Simmons is just amazing in it But then again, it's, you know He's been in in a lot of things I've been watching recently Which is crazy Like Invincibles uh, wrapping up next week Um, And the last episode we've just had there Has been really intense (laughs) There's uh, shit hits the fan And, you know, we still don't know what's going on So... Yeah, I'm, you know, all about that. But, um, you know, at that moment, I'm at that time thinking, oh, I don't want to start something new. I wanted to watch a new season of Final Space. But I keep going, ah, I'll get back, to, I'll get around to it. But thankfully, they're just doing it episodically. They're just doing it week by week. So I'm not missing out on any, I'm not getting spoiled anywhere by like Twitter or anything. Speaking of which, I unfortunately got spoiled by Twitter for the Falcon, the Winter Soldier. Uh, and it was all, you know, you know, all that stuff you knew it was going to happen, but it's not cool to wake up. And uh, the first thing that comes through on your phone when you, you know, when you've just made your coffee, you fed your dog, got ahead in the shower and you go, oh, what time is it? And you look and the first thing that's trending is what's happened. And it's not like I went out of my way, I went onto Twitter to do it. It was just like one of the news notifications that pings through. Like a lot of people are talking about that and it's right away a spoiler. I was like, cheers guys. Cheers for that. Cheers Twitter, you bunch of bams. Still going to watch it though. Um, as I said, like, you know, I was kind of about look warm on it when it first started it was you know a bit a bit bit, bit missing and more hit and then you know after a few episodes it's again uh, picked up its pace it's got a better better flow to it so hopefully after this week i think that's when loki's going to be starting either next week or the week after maybe give us like a week off from uh, jumping on the disney plus to check everything but yeah so that's mostly what i got up to this week i know do you know what actually i didn't get a chance to speak about this story um i completely forgot it just left my brain Kind of went uh, This happened a couple of weeks ago It just kind of was like This is a this is an interesting story I'm going to keep this for the podcast And it just I completely forgot to talk about it And it makes me feel bad So I'll tell it here Maybe maybe some people find this interesting I found it like crazy Um, So I have a dog Her name is Paige um, She used to be Chunky Paige She used to be an overweight lab Through dieting for herself And I uh, have some help from Angie We We helped her lose Quite a lot of weight She's went from like You know A dog that You know Struggled to sit up and you know without straining to a dog that seems to be like happy to run about and go for hikes it's you know night and day difference so we ended up going out to a park it was a nice sunny day and one of the parks that we went to had like a a beach Uh, so it's a scottish beach so it's uh, very cold you need to wrap up even though you know the sun's out you're like ah it's still cold (laughs) you've got that big water called the Clyde out there and uh, the last couple of times we've taken her out there we've just let her off like the leash and let her jump in the water she chased a swan once as well, it was crazy. But since she's lost all the weight, we had to get her a new harness. She's had like a big sort of like a harness. It was like, you know, size for like German Shepherds, no for a lab, you know. But it because the size of her, like, we kept trying to adjust it and she just kept coming out of it. So I'm like, well, okay, it's maybe time for a new harness. She's dropped a couple of dress sizes, you know. So we start we would just let her jumping about in the water and we start throwing some uh sticks and into the water we threw like a wee ball just to get her to swim out a wee bit um, and she came back and uh, the harness she was still wearing it and I was like oh that was came off a wee bit so we just sort of readjusted it for her uh, and then she jumped back into the water came back with the ball and no harness so the harness was just drifting out on the sea and I was like fuck I've just spent I've just spent money on that I can't believe it fuck, I know. so we we're trying to figure out how to get it back in so we started throwing stones to it, hoping like guiding Paige towards it to go, okay Paige, maybe I'll let you go. You wanna go and pick up your house and you know how you're supposed to communicate that to a dog? Like bring that through to you. You've never brought this to us. You need to, you know, so we're me and Angie are throwing stones, trying our best to get us <laughs> try to get our attention to it. But uh, it got to a point where Angie's just started rolling up her trousers, going, I'm jumping in for this. I'm not like you know, we're not letting that float away. Um and I was like, right, okay. So I'm like, let's let's try let's try something else. So we threw a stick and the stick started floating towards the harness. So the handle was just appearing just above the water and Paige started swimming towards the stick. She's seen the harness, looked at the harness and then grabbed the harness and started bringing it back to our amazement. I was like, what the fuck, what is this? Like, I wish I had my kid. I just wish I thought of like filming it so I could be like, oh, look at that! like, look at my dog, look what she's doing. But like, you know, when something like that happens and you just, you're in the moment and you're just like, oh my God, like, no one's going to believe me saying this. No one's going to believe that I'm saying to me and Angie, just like, no one's going to believe us. No one's going to believe us that this happened. But yeah, like that was like, you know, you just wonder what the smartest thing your dog has done. And I was like, well, sometimes she can't be really smart. She doesn't have any spatial awareness, my dog. She likes banging into things. She's just like, you know, you go, hey Paige. And she'll bang her head off the table. (laughs) <laughs> or you go, you wanna go for a walk, Pfft, bang your head off the table <laughs> And you're like, Paige, you're not even near the table You just get too excited and you don't know You don't know what's about you, you're worth it all And you just, you think maybe she, She's probably still thinking that she's still that size And forget, she's just a wee frame now She's a wee, she's a thin dog She's a good dog She's the best dog Okay, uh, let's jump straight into some news that's happened Do you know what, do I do my music? Do you know what, I will it doesn't feel the same if you don't do it, you know It's one of those, you know I wish I actually, you know I could have ro- recording equipment So I could actually make a wee new sting Well, I do have recording equipment I just don't have the right recording program If you do have any suggestions If anyone's listening A great recording program that I could use That isn't Pro Tools to a subscription Yeah, drop us a message on uh, uh, Instagram At Patches official, or, or drop us an email at um, Patches official at gmail.com That's Patches official at gmail.com Or on Facebook Or on Twitter, at PatchesIn. Oh, that's some good tea. That's what I need to have. Uh, Okay. So, we'll jump into some gaming news because there's been a lot of interesting development. First off, I am not an Xbox owner of an Xbox Series X, but the ability to remove Quick Resume from games that you don't care about anymore really interested me because Quick Resume is such a great feature to have. Like, when they were first showing off the Xbox Series X, they were showing uh, Killer Instinct and I think it was BioShock Infinite. They were showing jumping between it and how quickly all the games were loading up. It was insane. But to have that ability, I can understand maybe they can only have a certain amount of games that have that ability. Uh, well, I can understand that um, you don't have all those games on a backlog of quick resume because it could be a bit tedious or the games could crash. But it's great that it was like a it's an alpha test that they're sort of still running and it's um it's great it's it's really great for xbox owners to have that ability to sort of re, you know resume that soft state to sort of load in between them and it's you know it's another sort of benefit to have the xbox series x i mean it's gonna be a while before you know well you can still get an xbox series s I, I assume but you know a lot of people would rather you know get the bigger console the the stronger console and you know with me it's just more like i just need to get a better telly that's what i really need to get um, there's also news with the overwatch director uh, jeff Kaplan uh, leaving after 19 years so uh, a lot of people are really worried about this because Overwatch 2 is sure to be released what was it 2022 or 2021 I think it may be near the end of this year start of next year. Uh, a lot of people are really like oh no is this like writing on the wall? Um, is this because things aren't going as well as they were planned? Um, it could be a case of what happened a couple of years ago with like a lot of people against Blizzard the way that they're trying to apologise for everything that happened with like the Hong Kong issues and like their, their weak ass apology to that it's not even an apology it was one of these sort of well we're sorry you felt that way kind of apologies and i don't know maybe it's just time he was like do you know what? i'm sick of people talking about overwatch to me and me doing overwatch updates i've been doing this for fucking 19 years give me a break you know it could be something as easy as that but it's still it's from people inside Blizzard are saying "Ah, everything's okay, but you know, they, they always say stuff like ah nothing nothing's happened. It's just you know, he just decided he wanted to leave and you're like, mmm, is that the real reason? But we'll find out eventually. You know, a lot of people will probably say that Overwatch 2 will just be, you know, terrible, but you know, you don't you don't say that about games until you play them, until you see them. And then you can criticize all you want. There has also been a unannounced remake of Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Okay, so I'm two minds of this. I've been watching a few people play the modded version of Knights of the Old Republic one and two, and there was a lot of like dialogue that seemed to be missing from. I think it was Kotor one, um, where you were if you were a complete asshole to everybody, they would still give you sort of a light side ending, so they could continue the story. As long as they maybe can fix those bugs, or they maybe even give you a different ending, so like you know when it goes into Knights of the Old Republic two. It would be great to see that kind of game, but I don't know. Like the the gameplay of that is probably aged terribly, if I'm gonna be honest. Because like it was one of those sort of type of games, it's like cause it's Star Wars and it's like, you know, turn based Well it was kinda of card turn based as well, where you, you can just line up your attacks. And, you know, I think maybe we we're all kinda of, like, a little bit exhausted out with Star Wars games. Or even Star Wars medium. It's not even really anything else to do with the games because they've only had like you know a handful of games in the last couple of years, and it's they've all been kind of you know indifferent. They've all been either kind of samey or you have people having issues with them. Like I liked Fallen Order. I enjoyed that. I got that game from uh, one of my work colleagues, and he was a big fan of it. And yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. But do I have that post Star Wars exhaustion where I've just seen so much in the media? I'm just like, oh my god, I'm just overwhelmed with so much of the movies and the tv series and the, the games and they're all just coming out at this time they're not they've just basically decided to blow the load all away at this moment rather than like you know do what maybe what marvel's been doing where they've just went we'll, we'll just go away for a wee while we'll just we'll just wait and we'll do these tv series and then black widow will come out and it doesn't come out but will come out hopefully <laughs> just to tie things over but i'm skeptical just because in my head this game was one of the first games that I remember playing, um, RPG-wise that I really enjoyed, and. You know, if I was always worried if I started playing an MMORPG that I'd be sucked into it. So like Warcraft or um, Dota or anything. And I was like, oh no, if this isn't the style of this I, and it's a subscription base, I'll lose a lot of money and time to this. I don't want to do that. But if it does happen, um, there's a few things I would like. I would like that ending bit to be sorted. I would like it to have a seamless transition to Knights of the Old Republic to Sith Lords because it was a very, was a very strange Takeover from it, like, I think you lose all your powers again, it's like, oh, you have to start again you're like, for fuck's sake, come on, that's trope But we'll see what happens, we'll see what happens Uh, Other news, so, if anyone has ever played Mario Kart Tour on their mobile phone What's wrong with you? (laughs) Nah, so, hmm, that's some good tea I downloaded this game when it first came out I'm a huge Mario Kart fan But this was, oh, this was a gacha game This game pissed me the hell off (laughs) If I'm gonna be honest had no skill it felt like a cash grab and i mean that's saying a lot like you know like nintendo seemed to like basically get away with like so much but this gacha system it just did not it didn't sit well with me at all i don't know how big it is in the other places like uh, japan or i know it'd probably be huge in japan it seems like uh, a couple of figures have came out supposedly it's made over 200 million uh, in the last 18 months which is crazy i am not a Huge fan of this game I am a huge fan of the Wii U game And the Switch game Where it doesn't feel like you have to spend Real money to play a game of two You know, in the fastest speed you can go But, you know, all power to Nintendo If they want to do that You know, if they want to go down this route You know, if they got their IPs And they want to make as much money as they can You know, it's their property They can do that I think it puts puts a lot of trouble On fans of these types of games Or these main games so like Mario Golf or Mario himself will be like okay what about that gacha game that's you know taking all this money from all these kids and that? you're like oh well I do like my Mario Golf and you know you can play that on the Switch it's like yeah it's very very hard to sort of justify that but me you know it's just not for me I've never really played a lot of mobile games that have like paywalls for it I mean I do play mobile games, but not to the extent where I'm spending money on it. Um, the most I think I've spent is maybe a tenner on Pokemon Go. And that was like, you know, that was me getting back into it. And it was for some egg insulator so I could just hatch eggs. That was it. I was like, well, you know, this will be a quick away way and then try to use a gym. But that was, you know, that game is like, what, five years old now? And I've only spent a tenner on it. So I think I got my money's worth from that. And um last bit of news like from myself and this is very this is all very biased because there's probably loads of things that have happened but there's a uh, Capcom's finally confirmed that the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles is coming to the West for the first time. So this is basically like a spin-off of the the Ace Attorney games like the Phoenix Wright games, but it's all sort of based on, um like, English. It's based on, like, Sherlock Holmes mysteries with a Japanese take on them. Um, it's not coming out until um, the 27th of July, and it's coming out on basically everything. But, yeah, it's nice to see, and, you know, we're actually getting, you know... It's nice to see games getting translated for the fans instead of them going out the way to get fan-translated dubs or uh, scripts. And because, you know, sometimes it's just time-consuming, and if you, you know, if the company behind it is doing their best to give you that content, then you're going to go to that company and be like, okay, we want more games like this. So it's more beneficial for them to do that. But at the same time, it lets them know, okay, these are the types of games that people want to go for. Cool, let's make another Ace Attorney game. Or, you know, maybe we can try to reboot this and put this in like the PS5 version or an Xbox Series X version. There's loads of ways you can go about with this. But yeah, that's like, that's most of the game news that's came out recently. So we'll go into some movies and some TV show trailers and stuff. The The best one that came out, I am generally not one to watch trailers. I try not to, because you build yourself up with hype. But do you know what I do love? When companies release the first couple of minutes of something, like, uncut. So the Mortal Kombat movie should be out about now on HBO Max. And it's uh, the first seven minutes they're showing of it, like the opening sequence between uh, Scorpion and Sub-Zero. It looks fucking Awesome. And I cannot wait to watch the full thing. Hopefully, there'll be a good quality of it somewhere. Maybe um, if uh, we can get HBO Max here in the UK at a reasonable price, or you know, it be on like maybe Now TV or uh, anything like that, like on Now TV or maybe like Sky Movies or somewhere like that. Or hopefully, hopefully soon when the cinemas open up again, yeah, definitely jumping to see that. I'm a big uh, Mortal Kombat fan. Didn't really like the last story mode. It was very, uh, it just didn't feel like a Mortal Kombat game. It felt very all over the place. But when you're messing with the space-time continuum, I mean, come on, like you can only do so much. I mean, even Avengers Endgame got criticized for a lot of stuff and it's like, well, it's time travel. It's a movie. Come on the fuck. But this, uh, it felt very, very blah, very ooh. But with the movie it's maybe like, you know, nice to see like a, this is what, it, this is what they're going to go for. Is this what, you know, if they're just going to go for ultra violence, so they're going to go for the intricate story of Mortal Kombat with like Earthrealm and Otherworld and, you know, it'll be great to see, it'll be great to see where they go from here and hopefully they don't do that stinger at the end where it's like, here's the stinger and then half the cast decide not to come back for the next movie and, oh... And everyone's just like, oh my god, what, why are we doing this? Speaking of movies look, everyone's looking forward to, and there was some leaked footage of the new Sonic the Hedgehog movie currently getting filmed, and a lot of people were freaking out about it. It was a... <laughs> to me, to be fair, I kind of laughed at it. It was just some stills from like a, a couple of the actors running about, but what really got people was that they had some stand-ins for Sonic and Tails, because, spoilers, Tails shows up at the end of the Sonic the Hedgehog movie and everyone's like, oh, that means Tails is going to be in the second one. But they also had a statue. So they had these statues that are there and it's some guy just like, you know, provocatively holding Sonic's crotch for some reason. He's just putting them into place, but he's holding, like, you know, his leg just to move them across. And there's a wee statue of Tails there, but there's also a statue of knuckles which is it is pretty cool to have knuckles there I guess but we'll see we'll see what they do I mean a lot of people are wanting um, the rock to voice knuckles I don't know why it doesn't make any sense to me but yeah like you know it's it should be a lot of fun like it's James Marsden and Tampa Stumper. Yeah, so James Marden is back um in his role, and supposedly Jim Carrey is back playing Dr. Robotnik as well, which is great. So it's nice to see that he was like one of the best parts of that movie, and the movie did not suck, which was great. Because you don't you know you don't want to go to a cinema and see a, a bad movie or a movie that just sucks. It won't be coming out into cinema until like middle of next year. It'll be fun to see if this sequel does any better, because a lot of people kind of slept on this Sonic because of all the controversy that happened with the you know the first trailer and they spent all that money to Fix Sonic With his weird looking face man Fucking hell remember that Gave me nightmares But it just shows you know Again I think when we had this discussion uh, Probably podcast episode 19 or whatever it was Um, that when Shadow x -X get their sort of hands onto things and they want to change certain things it's never usually for the best, it's always about well what do the stats say, what does the pie chart say and it's always bad always bad so the biggest piece of news that I would like to talk about is the PlayStation U-turn on the PlayStation 3 and Vita store shutdowns so they were planning on closing all the stores um, for PlayStation and Vita so a lot of people were very angry at that because it was all very short notice they had like two weeks before they could close everything and it was, uh, yeah, everyone was a bit pissed off at Sony for that so um, the reason why a lot of people were angry at this is because a lot of fans were concerned over the impact it would have on game preservation so a lot of people were saying that there was classics that are on the PSP that would be gone I mean, I loved my PS Vita I gave it to my brother who, you know, I, I can't remember what he actually did with it, um, but he used it for playing Persona 4 Golden, absolutely loved it, he was like, this is great that I can play this game portably, I can listen to the soundtrack, it's amazing, um, God of War was a lot of fun on it, The Uncharted game, uh, I can't remember what it was called now, but that was great on the, the Vita, but they ended up like coming out with a full statement saying that they ma- clearly made the wrong decision. That they do apologise and they say they'll keep the PlayStation Store operational for the PS3, uh, PS Vita devices as well. But they will stop the PSP one um, on the July 2nd, 2021. I mean, I think it's more because they knew a lot of people still would buy those games, still would download those games because the Via is a great console. I mean, yeah, it was expensive. Yeah, it, like it didn't have the greatest format. And I can remember my one had the, the shit charger, but when it had, when it worked and it played games, it was a great machine, like it fit so well in your hand. You could have the remote play, it had all these advantages. It just didn't seem to kick off over in the west. I know over in the east, like in Japan and Asia, it was it was big. Everyone had a Vita. Everyone was nuts about the Vita. But over here, we're more like the DS, you know, the not great looking screen. The, the 3DS where you had 3D that you would just immediately turn off because you didn't like to use the 3D. But it had Pokemans and it had Mario. And it had Mario Kart and it had Zelda. So it's difficult We sort of, you know, you're playing against, you know, the different sort of markets. It's always going to go to the most popular market. Uh, and at that time, it was Nintendo. Um, I don't know so much now. Like, they're, you know, I don't know if they release like another Switch Pro. Like, with that's been still rumoured that it's going to be coming out um, for Christmas this year. And yeah, we're going to see, we'll see what happens with this development as well. Like, you know, because when it comes to games, and the preservation of games to basically cut off people from playing the playstation 3 and ps vita to basically say you are not allowed to have access to a store to buy any more games because you know we don't want to pay x amount of money to keep the servers open it's kind of slap in the face for fans you know fans that are basically you know ps3 maybe not so much for like the online store you didn't need to pay a subscription for it but it got to the point you know sony like well microsoft are charging people for their servers, so it's just, we'll just do that. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, can't even get a PS5 in the moment and they're still playing the PS4, you know? Um, it's it's crazy. It's a wild time that we live in that when the customers aren't happy and they just go on Twitter, they can basically bully people into submission <laughs> as much as, as bad as that sounds. I mean, happened with the Sonic movie. You know, if you piss off the fan base loud enough, maybe they will have to sort of reconsider. And is that a bad thing? Yeah, it can be. But when they're doing stuff like this, where it's you know, there was loads of people that were saying, "Well, you now have the right to pirate any Sony console whatsoever because they are now stopping you from downloading the games that you wanted to." So you freely have the right to do that. And you know, that's a statement that's quite a strong statement to say. So maybe they did see. So maybe they did see that and went, "You know what? Like, for the amount of money it's going to cost, and the people that are." still using their consoles. Maybe we shouldn't do that because we could, you know, there's developers, indie developers that have their games on those systems still that, you know, maybe they're bread and butter. They were still getting that. um, They were still getting access. They were still getting sales and you're stopping them from getting that because you can't be bothered to keep the server open. There'll be more complicated issues to it. It's not just going to be as easy as that. Maybe they were thinking of closing it down to then open up a PS3 and Vita shop on the PS5 and they went, like, "Ah, oh, see it's not technically dead we're going to just revamp it for the new consoles the new consoles that nobody can buy you know it's difficult to gauge I'm glad though that Sony took that in stride and they went okay we'll just do that rather than hold their fingers in their ears and just ignore it it's the same when like Xbox did their U-turn on the Xbox Live Gold uh, increase when they were just hiking up they were shooting up the price you know in the middle of a pandemic you know like And people are losing their jobs left, right and center. You're like, that's not cool, man. You can't do that. It's like, you don't want, again, you don't want to... These companies sometimes have just got to learn that you can't just do this to your customers. These customers are loyal customers. And, you know, maybe maybe you don't treat them just like as numbers because, you know, all it takes is just one bad move. You're one bad sales move away from destruction because, like, you could just say something or do something and people go, fuck that company. That company's... I'm not buying anything from that company again I am not I'm not stepping foot In that store I am not buying a product from them Or anything associated with them That's me Done And then I'm telling my friends that And they're going to tell their friends And it can just snowball And with social media It feels like it's a lot quicker to do that Which You know A lot of people should be called out In a lot of Harmful bullshit Or Bullshit like this Because that's what it is At the end of the day This is This is not reading the room This is not even asking the fans, oh by the way, do you guys still play your PlayStation 3? Do you guys still have the PS Vita? Do you guys use this? It's a very, very close, it's strange. We will probably find out what actually happened, you know, eventually, maybe in the next couple of months. But to me, it was, you know, it was a bad decision. But luckily they managed to salvage it before I got about out to it. but luckily they managed to salvage it before it got a bit too out of hand. So everyone that was downloading everything on the PlayStation 3 Vita, you can you can ease off the now, take your foot off take your foot off the pedal, you know, touch on the brakes, slow down, slow down to a nice gradual stop. There we are. You're safe. It's okay. Everything will be alright. But if you got a PSP, you're fucked, man. You're fucked. And I think that'll wrap it up for this week, guys. Um, Sorry for it being a bit short. We I didn't want to go on a bit too long. And it's kind of hard when you're just sort of staring at a screen. Usually, you know, if I'm doing something like this, it's a bit more back and forth with you and Hamish. I know the guys will probably be a bit sad that they missed out on this tonight because there was a lot of news. But you can always catch us out on Instagram at Patches Official. You can follow us on Twitter, at PatchesIn. You can follow us on Facebook, at PatchesInOfficial. And you can follow us on Twitch, where we're going to be streaming at least four times a week, which is great. And that's at twitch.tv slash PatchesInGaming. That's twitch.tv slash PatchesInGaming. For this week, uh, I will be finishing off Undertale, the pacifist run. Hopefully, we'll be starting the genocide run. Um, I'm going to say it right, right here, right now, and I have said it on the stream. I have never played that version I have never done that version of um, Undertale. I always get too sad when I start doing the killing. <laughs> as pathetic as that sounds. But I'm going to try my best. And with when I'm on stream, you know, jump on, jump have a wee chat. And that'll be on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh, Hugh is picking out a new game. He finished Ratchet & Clank. And oh, that's like, you know, we could have had that conversation with Hugh. You know, give him a wee celebration. But that'll be for next time. You can all send him like, well done, Hugh and Pat's on the back. He's finished one game. Congrats. So that is the podcast for this week. My name is Dom. Thank you for listening and remember to stay safe, guys.